Echoes of Wartime, Episode 5, The Way Out. In portraying life during World War I on the home front of both Crediton in Devon and Fulda in Germany, using the stories of real people and based on our detailed research, we have imagined how they might have reacted to the extraordinary times they were living in. We have assembled dramatic material using their letters, journals, archived accounts and interviews with historians in both towns. Using these, we have created the characters' conversations, thoughts and interactions. Join us as we guide you through this mix of fact and imagination. This is the tragic story of Stephen Dines from Showbrook near Crediton. Here is John Heal, historian from the Crediton History Society. There were certainly shortages of food in the second half of the war. Rationing, though, came late to Crediton. It was March 1918 before it was officially introduced. But there were proclamations, royal and governmental, to tell people and to order people, really, to do voluntary rationing and look after the food stocks. There were shortages of flour and oats as well, cereal foods, really. Stephen, supper's ready. Oh, I'm ready for this. Now, did little Hubert go off quietly? (laughs) Since when did your son go off quietly? No, he insisted I read three chapters of The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse. Well, that's why he got so excited when I saw a mouse on our walk with him. Danny, Danny, he kept saying, and I thought he was saying Daddy to begin with. Mmm, this looks good. Don't make fun of me. It's the best I could do with what little I could get hold of. So as usual, it's mostly parsnips and carrots I've dug up in the garden. The few left. I know you do the best, my darling. No husband's luckier than me. While I'm away, if there's anything you need, you know you can go to Reverend Duke's. He's been very good to me in the past, and besides, he did marry us. Underneath his stern appearance, he's a good man. Yeah, he'll support you and give you comfort. I know he will. What day? A long time yet. Tell me, please. Tuesday. Stephen, that's only three days away. So we must enjoy every moment until I go. Yes. And I'll be back by Christmas. They're bound to give us leave within six months. Christmas is nearly a year away. Nine months. A long time. Well, don't dwell on it now, Wynne. I thought we might take a picnic somewhere tomorrow. Hubert will enjoy that. If it's warm enough. It will be warm enough. I know it will. (laughs) Listen to you. Always the optimist. Here is Dr Thomas Hyler. Director of Culture and Archives for the city of Fulda. No one thought at the German government that they had to supply the people with food, also after a year and two years. And um, the people got very angry uh, in 16 and 17 that there was no more food here. And uh, so it was a very big problem beginning of 16 and 17. Fulda, 
13th of November 1916. Dear Robert, I pray that the winter is not treating you harshly, although I can hardly imagine the conditions you have to bear. Here in Fulda we are more comfortable. I give thanks for our home, for the relative warmth it provides Gustl and me. Robert! Hello, Vater. My dearest boy, but I was just writing to you. Here, look, see, my letter to you. But now you can talk to me. My dearest son, I can't believe it. You look so... Yes, Vater, I know. It has been a long time and not good. So thin, was it? H how is the family? We are well, we are well. Gustl is looking after me so well. She has discovered a new way to make bread for us. She refuses to tell us what is in it, and I don't like to guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably wise. We smile and compliment her on it, but I think she isn't persuaded by our act. I must say that I'm quite getting a taste for coffee made with dandelion roots, although I can't say the same about the leaves she gives us to eat in salad. Mm. Thank goodness it is only in the summer, for I find the leaves very bitter. Yes. We have an excellent crop of nettles in the garden, and she makes a large pot of soup. It is like spinach, so I'm sure it is very good for us. We are all in good health, despite these strange changes to our diet. I joke that we will grow rapid ears soon. <laughs> good. Your Aunt Nelly came to stay and wore her gloves throughout. Of course, she has lost weight now. We all have. It is right that the best of what food we produce on the farms goes to you brave men at the front. <sighs> on the way here are past long queues. People fighting each other? Yes, friends fight over an egg or a loaf. Many of them know there will be none left by the time they reach the top of the queue. What have we become? At mass in the dome last Sunday, there were not so many people. Do you remember when the war was declared how the churches were packed? Not any longer. Ah, but Robert, it's so good to see you. Coming! Coming! Reverend Jukes, I'm sorry to bother you. Ah, oh, Winifred, not at all. Uh, come into the warm, my dear. Uh, sit you down by the fire. Oh, it's no night to be out. I hope you don't mind me coming, but... Oh, not at all. Uh, what can I do for you? I've had no word from Stephen. Not for weeks. I'm worried sick. I wondered if you'd heard anything. Uh, nothing, my dear. I'm hardly likely to before you do. He thinks very highly of you, Reverend. He always talks of your kindness to him when he first arrived. Oh, I'm most touched. He's a good man. And I'm fond of him, too. 
So, he might have written things to you that he didn't want to worry me with. Or I thought maybe you might have heard from families of our men in the same company. If they hadn't heard anything from their men folk, it would be because the company is, I don't know, away from wherever they post their letters. No, no one has mentioned anything like that. Oh, you must be worried, my dear. Um, I'll do what I can. Uh, ask other families. In the meantime, we shall pray for him and his safe return. Would you? I'd be so grateful. Only last time he was home, he was so changed. Not the happy, optimistic man who went off to war 20 months ago. And he hardly noticed Hubert all the time he was home. You know he was badly wounded last January. I don't think he's better, even though he was sent back to the front. He will have seen and suffered some terrible times at the front. God has spared us the details, but they poor lads see it every day. With patience and understanding and faith in God, he will recover. I'll make inquiries and let you know as soon as I've anything to report. Here's Stephen, Vicar. Thank you, nurse. Hello, Stephen. Uh, Reverend Jukes, what are you doing here? My dear boy, I heard from a colleague of yours uh, about your injuries. I felt I had to see you, see for myself. I was worried about you. I had some business in this part of the world and I told Winifred I'd look in on you. How is she? Worried. She said she hasn't heard from you in weeks. Well, I haven't heard from her. Not a dicky bird. Well, she said she'd written. She was lying. Oh, I'm sure she wouldn't. She was really upset not to have heard from you. She loves you very much. She needs to forget about me. I'm good to no one. I've sinned, Reverend. You wouldn't be here if you knew what I'd done. You're God's child, and as his messenger, I would visit you and give comfort, whatever it is you have done. And I care about you, Stephen. You know I do. I've killed men, not just one. Men! Thou shalt not kill. That's what it says in the Bible, doesn't it, Reverend? You are fighting for God, king and country, Stephen. <laughs> That makes you a hero, not a sinner. God forgives all. Pray with me now for his divine forgiveness. I've deprived women of their husbands, mothers of their sons, children of their fathers. I'm not worthy of forgiveness. I do not believe God sees you that way. When do you go back to the front? Soon. They need all the men they can get. I see myself as a sinner, Reverend. And God forgives those that repent, not those that go back and carry on their evil. The Lord God will forgive you. He will protect you and care for you. 
until you're safely home with your loved ones. Now, shall we pray together? Pray for your redemption? No, Reverend. Thank you, but no. I'd like you to go now, please. I need some fresh air. Some time to think. As you wish. God be with you, Stephen. So what does that make me? Mm? Killing machine. I'm no good to you, Wynne. No good to Hubert. Here, watch out. Don't go in there. Oh, forgive me, Wynne. My dear son. Forgive me, son. The Regimental Paymaster, Chatham. Reference number 120950, Sapper Stephen C. Dimes. On Army Form B200, forwarded to you on the 2nd of the 5th, 18, it was stated the above-named man was found dead, suicide during temporary insanity, 11th of the 4th, 18. Part 2, Orders number 5, states the date of death was actually 13th of the 4th, 18. Please amend Army Form B200 accordingly. How can you say that, Vicar? Surely Stephen deserves a headstone. Uh, my dear Winifred! Don't dear Winifred me. You wouldn't even conduct his funeral. The Vicar of Sanford had to do it. I was unable to. Unwilling, more like. To take your own life is a sin, and as such, Stephen has sinned. He was a good man. You know he was. And I cared for him deeply. But his name cannot appear on a memorial with those heroes who've given their lives in the service of their god, king and country. He died in this country by his own will. But he fought for his god, king and country. He was a hero. My hero. In taking his own life, Stephen was guilty of despair. And despair is unbelief. No! And unbelief is despair. In episode 5, parts were played as follows. Stephen Dimes, Anthony Richards, Winifred Dimes, Kate Hutchings, Joseph Vonderau Sr., Martin Donovert, Robert Vonderau, Bernd Egan. 
the Reverend Worthington Dukes, Jeff Fox, the Army Officer, Rod Brooks Hocking, and the narrator was Eddie Holden. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Echoes of Wartime was a common player's production, written and edited by Mary Stevenson and produced by Rod Brooks Hocking. It was funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund. For more information, go to www.echoesofwartime.com. Sound effects were from the bbc.co.uk, copyright 2018. The music was excerpts from Benedictus from The Armed Man by Carl Jenkins. <laughs>